0: Welcome to The Norse Files, the podcast about the Norwegian Middle Ages, arranged by the Transformations of Medieval Law Project and funded by the Trondmond Foundation and the University of Bergen. I'm your host, Patrick Frugia. On this podcast, we hope to offer you an approachable and enjoyable take on the history of the Kingdom of Norway during the High and Late Middle Ages. Now, you might be asking yourself, what's so interesting about Norway anyway? or? why are the High and Late Middle Ages so important after all? Or of course, where are the Vikings in this story? Well, all that in due time. But first, let us provide you with a little bit of context. First of all, where does our story take place? This podcast deals with Norwegian history, and with the history of the Kingdom of Norway. These might sound the same to you, but there is a small and very important difference that is central to our podcast. As you probably guessed, by talking about Norwegian history, we are assuming a position from which we will look at the events that took place in the period we are interested in. Norwegians traveled far and wide during the early Middle Ages, expanding throughout the North Atlantic, from Greenland to the far north of Scandinavia, to the east to Constantinople, and including the Rus of Kiev. Some of these Norse communities, that migrated from Norway became over the centuries more or less independent political entities with their own cultural identities and differing relationships with the kings of Norway. To name one example of this, we could think of one of the Icelandic national narratives about the origins of the first settlers. If you had ever read an Icelandic saga, you probably noticed that the story starts with the migration of a group of people from Norway due to the oppression of King harald Fairhair around the end of the 9th century. Despite the bad blood at the beginning of their history as an independent nation, the Icelanders maintained a close relationship with Norway, and with Norwegian kings in particular. The cultural links between the two nations is attested by the attention Icelandic saga writers paid to Norwegian kingship, in, for example, a famous saga such as Saga, or of course the very genre of king sagas, which chronicle the lives and deeds of the Norwegian kings. Even when dealing with local Icelandic events, it's common to read about Saga characters going to Norway, either to trade or to join the retinue of the Norwegian king. And this experience is usually described as a rite of passage for young, aspiring Icelanders of the chieftain class. Despite most of our sources coming from Iceland, we will try, to the extent that our sources allow, to take a look at this period from a point of view based in Norway although you'll see in the following episodes that this distinction only makes sense for a limited period. With all this context in mind, we can now move on to explain what we mean by the history of the Kingdom of Norway. As you can probably imagine, a lot of things have changed between the Middle Ages and our current day. One of these things was that the borders of the three Scandinavian kingdoms were much different than they are today. Although there is some debate and many uncertainties about it, The territories under the control of the Norwegian kings were, around the time of King Harald Fairhair, more or less limited to western and northern Norway, not including the northernmost regions of present-day Norway. Unlike in the present day, Trondheim, formerly known as Nidros, was considered northern Norway. The south of Norway, so the region commonly known as Viken, where the city of Oslo now stands, was an area that the Danish and Norwegian crowns contested over. Over the 9th and 10th centuries, the kings of these two nations fought over territories in Scandinavia, and the history and politics of both nations are closely connected. By the time our story begins, in the first half of the 12th century, Norwegian kings securely controlled most of today's Norway and exerted, or were starting to exert, an indirect lordship over many territories in the North Atlantic, including Orkney, Shetland, the Hebrides, the Faroe Islands, and the Isle of Man. Around 1130, peace and stability in Norway came to a sudden end, when the Norwegian king Sigurd the Crusader died and the throne was disputed by two candidates. This was the first of a long succession of dynastic struggles that seriously weakened the Norwegian monarchy vis-à-vis its neighbors, especially Denmark, who after a period of weakness that came as a consequence of the loss of its English possessions and some dynastic problems of its own, was again on the rise. At the end of the 12th century, and especially during the 13th century, the Kingdom of Norway secured its territory, balanced the Danish influence over the region, and consolidated its power over the North Atlantic, incorporating Greenland circa 1260 and Iceland between 1262 and 64. This would be the peak of the expansion of the Norwegian kings, not to be confused with the kings of Norway in the Middle Ages. That's another discussion. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. For now, it's important for you to understand that what we call the Kingdom of Norway will be the stage on which our story unfolds. We've talked about our perspective, and the setting of our story, but what about the time period, or the characters? As was said before, the starting point of this podcast is the first half of the 12th century, around 1130, and the closing of our story will be around the end of the 14th century or more precisely, in the year 1397. The reason behind this otherwise arbitrary decision is simple. What we call the Kingdom of Norway, and that we should probably call the Independent Kingdom of Norway, expanded and consolidated during the 12th and 13th centuries, and reached its peak around the year 1264. In 1319, as a consequence of dynastic unions and the lack of a male heir of the line of the Norwegian kings the crown fell into the hands of the heir of the Swedish crown. A lot happened in the 14th century, including the Black Death pandemic around 1350 that decimated the population of Norway and weakened it against its competitors in the region. By the end of the 14th century, another round of dynastic intermingling between the Scandinavian royal lines and the untimely death of the heir of the Norwegian throne placed the crown in the hands of the widow of the late King Haakon Magnusson, who died in 1380. The Danish Queen Margaret, daughter of the Danish King Valdemar IV, acted as regent on behalf of her son Olaf Håkonsson over Denmark from 1375 and over Norway from 1380, and after his death in 1387, acted as the sole ruler of both kingdoms. The Swedish crown had changed hands in 1364, but by the time Margaret had established herself as the most powerful ruler in Scandinavia, rebel Swedish aristocrats offered her the throne, if she managed to defeat the unpopular King Albrecht of Mecklenburg. By 1389, Queen Margaret became the sole ruler of the three Scandinavian countries, and in 1397 a dynastic union between the three kingdoms was established at the town of Kalmar, where Eric, Duke of Pomerania and great-nephew of the queen, was elected as her successor. The Kalmar Union, as it is commonly referred to, meant, for the purpose of our story, the end of the independent political history of Norway, and a commonly accepted closure for most of the historical analysis in Norwegian scholarship. Last, but not least, we need to talk about who the characters in our story will be. As you can probably imagine by now, this podcast will, for the most part, be concerned with the Norwegian kings and their relationships with their vassals, allies, and of course, enemies. The sources we will use to build our narrative feature many other characters that will enrich our story, from Icelandic chieftains to Arcadian jarls, papal legates, Norwegian bishops, German merchants, and many others. As you can see, the history of the Kingdom of Norway is anything but dull, and if you are interested in a plot thick with treason, revenge, blood, and epic comebacks, look no further The Norse Files is written by Helen Lasse Jakobson, Ulle Albert-Hurening-Nordby, and Julian Vage. Coordinated by Vegar Sohus, produced and mixed by Anders Bibov ulsen at Pöss Studio, and narrated by me, Patrick Frugia.